want to welcome all of his glory nation from east to west to north to south to lions and generals. I hear that music playing of the, of the general theme. You just get that feeling that we're in that time of lions and generals. Pastor Todd, I want to get your impact on the last few shows we've done before we introduce our guests. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Thank you, Pastor Dave. And I just want to thank you for, you know, really allowing this opportunity for so many voices to be heard in this hour on the His Glory Nation and, you know, the channel here. And uh, God is just doing something powerful. He's raising up a remnant for a time as this. He's connecting different streams. We're seeing this happening. There's a continuance of this uh, great awakening revival. That's I think we're in the beginning stages of the greatest revival in the history of the world. And so God is he's raising up voices, and those are the people that are being interviewed on this broadcast. And so he's just doing a lot. We're hearing great feedback, and we, we're just so happy that you're here today. Yeah, that's, it's a blessing. Uh, for those who watch His Glory, you've seen uh, Wanda and Donna on several times on Window into the Supernatural. Uh, so we're going to get into the Supernatural. I, I feel the Holy Spirit already present already. Do you feel that? That's amazing. Yeah, so they've, they've, uh, our audience has seen Wanda and Donna, and they absolutely love both of them, their love for the Lord and the, the, and the prophetic voice at this time. It's amazing the pastors and the prophets and, and the generals uh, are truly coming together and united for this, this great Eagle Nation that God is not done with. So we we're, we're, have a great privilege, privilege to have Wanda Elgar and Donna Rigney with us on this broadcast of Lions and Generals, tr truly Lions and Generals in what they do. Welcome, both of you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure Thank you again. so much. So why don't we start with you, Wanda? You want to give the audience just a brief backing if they have not seen you on the window of Supernatural or Elijah's Streams and all the other things that you're on? Sure. Um, we are located in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, my husband is a pastor, and we founded Crossroads Community Church here over 20 years ago. And um, I have a blog, website, a lot of platforms, and just really in the last five, five years, uh, it's become more national. I used to work with Intercessors for America. I've been an intercessor all my life, and, uh, but my heart is for the church. I, I have a call to the church, and I feel like I'm in a unique position because being raised in the church, my dad was a pastor, and I'm, I didn't marry a pastor. Bobby was in sales when I married him, but then he got called to the ministry, but my heart is for the church and for church leaders. I really feel like the Lord is really making a call out to pastors uh, right now in this season. It's very urgent because of the hour. Uh, so that's where my heart is at. That's what I write about. And that's what the Lord keeps charging me with. So. Amen. And Donna, another New Yorker. We got two no. New Yorkers. <laughs> I sound like I'm from New York, but I'm not. <laughs> not, not now, but you, you used to be. No, Rhode Island. I came from Rhode Island. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought yeah. you said Long yeah. Island. Yeah. No, Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. I, and a lot of people think that I sound like I'm from the Bronx. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I got family from there. You do. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell, tell I don't us know how that happened. I've never even been there. Uh, we, we live in Florida. Uh, my husband and I, we live in Palm Coast, Florida. And we've been serving the Lord almost all of our lives. Uh, I first had an encounter with the Lord when I was seven years old. And from then, I just became a God seeker. I, uh, when I graduated high school, I went in the convent, seeking after God, seeking after more encounters with him. But thank God I didn't find him there. <laughs> so after two and a half years, I left and uh, 
got back, we, we were dating before I went in, got back with Jack and we got married. We had three children and then we started taking in foster children and we adopted children. So we ended up raising 23 children wow. and we took in an elderly couple from a nursing home. I was doing nursing home ministry at the time. And we fell in love with this elderly couple and we had an in-law apartment on the house that was vacant at the time. And so they came and lived with us for seven years. So we always had a busy household and very involved in ministry and uh, pastors of a church now. And we're just uh, really, really busy right now. We're um, working at deliverance in the church. Wow. Uh, it's just, God's just opened a big door for us since last November to uh, begin training people and uh, using that gift of deliverance. And so we've got uh, about 20 people trained now for to lead in deliverance. There's 23 other people that are being trained now. And people come from all over the United States, even some people are coming, uh, like somebody came from Australia and flew in for deliverance. So people are coming. We're pretty busy with doing deliverance and just ministering and God's just been flowing powerfully. The glory of God. I love the name of your show, His Glory, because the glory of God is a huge part of our ministry. Uh, every single service we have, the glory of God falls in our service. And we just, and that's what's so powerful about the deliverance that's going on, is that we're doing deliverance in the glory. And we are seeing people so powerfully set free from things that they've, strongholds they've had most of their lives even, and they're being set free and it's the glory. The glory of God makes everything easy. So mm. what, everything we need is in the glory. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I love that you're talking about deliverance. You know, I went to the King's College and Seminary. I was raised up under Dr. Jack Hayford. He, he did a lot of deliverance, but there, there's not a lot of people that talk about deliverance. There's not a lot of pastors that know about deliverance. Uh, a lot of people are scared of deliverance ministry. And I think this is one of the big problems in the body of Christ. Uh, what would you say about that? Oh, you know, this is one of the things that Jesus did all the time. He was always delivering people of demon spirits. And he told us that this was one of the things that we were to do. We were to drive demons out of people. That's our commission. The great commission is to set people free. And so uh, it's uh, years ago, uh, I don't know if you, you probably know, Colossi and Acondia, he had the, a great revival in Argentina. Well, he came to our church and Pablo Vitari headed his deliverance ministry. So I, I studied a little bit under them a um, couple of times that they were there. And then from there, God just launched us into it. I've seen so many people set free through yes. deliverance that it's something that it's a tool we have that God has given us the authority over demon spirits. And we've got to recognize that people are oppressed by the enemy. Even Christians can be oppressed by the enemy. We have a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. And the Holy Spirit resides in our spirit. But evil spirits can get in our soul. They can get in our bodies. And we need to be set free from those things so that we're not hindered in any way. And we can fully accomplish what God has given us. I was... Uh, leading a 16-year-old boy through deliverance about a month or so back. And as I was, I saw hurdles before me. And this, this young man had suffered a lot of physical problems, a lot in his life. In his early, you know, he's only 16 years old, but suffered a lot. And I saw the arm of God, and I saw his path of his life before him, hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. And then I saw the arm of God just 
come and sweep away all the hurdles. And to me, that is a picture of what happens in deliverance is God removes the hurdles that are before us to make the way smooth. So we are not not battling the enemy the whole time. And the way is made clear for us to accomplish our destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. What, what, what would you have to say about that, Wanda? I know you have a huge heart for the body of Christ. Uh, what, what are you sensing as she's speaking about this? Oh, well, definitely. I mean, deliverance. Um, you know, I have a very powerful personal testimony. Uh, I think I've shared uh, before on His Glory about it. Uh, from religious spirit, Jezebel spirit, and Leviathan, I have personally had deliverance in all of those things. And, you know, from the church's standpoint, I know Bobby and I, the reason that we teach about it is because we have both experienced it. And I really think that that's where we've missed it in the church is that we've had the mindset that, uh, you know, Christians can't, can't experience that. And, you know, Don explained it well, we're not possessed. I mean, you know, when you have the spirit of God in, inside of you, uh, no other spirit can, can possess right. you, but we right. are coming to oppression, you know, yes. by demonic influences. And so, especially the religious spirit. That's if there's any nemesis that I've had my whole life, it's the religious spirit because it it's followed me my whole life. And even in our ministry and it's, it's a cousin to the political spirit. And that's where these, you know, the government and the church kind of intersect is, is with these realities of the demonic influences that we don't recognize because the devil has learned how to disguise himself really well. And, you know, it's one thing to read in scripture about, you know, Jesus rebuking the Pharisees and what was religious, we don't recognize it in our day. And yet it's, it's rampant everywhere. And I agree, we don't know how to do deliverance. Uh, you know, we have a, uh, a class that we teach called Free Me, and it, it's actually based on Neil Anderson's Seven Steps to Freedom. And I mean, there are a lot of great, uh, you know, approaches to deliverance out there and books and whatnot. Uh, but I really think the key is praying for church leaders to experience it. Because when you have gone through it, you've got a conviction. You realize how deceived you can be and how oppressive it can be. And it's what has also caused so much confusion in the body of Christ and not recognizing the strongholds even over this nation is because of these familiar mindsets and things we've gotten so accustomed to. And we don't realize that is not Holy Spirit. It is a counterfeit spirit that is sounding really religious, but it's not. And so I really think this is something we're going to be seeing in years to come. And it's something that the church has to shore up, you know, in terms of understanding it and and training people, you know, and how how to experience it. And and the other thing I'll say is that I know some of the past patterns that we've seen in terms of deliverance ministry. uh, This is a principle that also is really key in our intercession right now. It's not just rebuking and renouncing demonic spirits, but it's staying free and learning how to establish godly roots and mindsets. This is what we're experiencing as a nation. We're going through deliverance. I mean, globally, but we are going through deliverance. And it's not enough to just rebuke these principalities and powers. We're in the process of learning how to displace them. You know, you can even from the election standpoint, you know, the whole idea that we need to elect righteous uh, leaders because they've got to come in and fill that void. And this is a huge piece that we have missed in the body of Christ and and even in intercession because we focus so much on trying to shoot the vultures and we haven't paid attention to what they're even being attracted to on the ground. We've got to get rid of the dead flesh, 
and all those mindsets and belief systems that are not of God and really reestablish foundations. That, that, I believe, is the charge right now, uh, especially to church leaders, you know, politically and religious, that we've got to reestablish some godly foundations uh, for the years to come. So. Yeah. Pastor Dave? Yeah, I saw a poll just the other day, not surprising, uh, coming out of I call cemetery. 45% of uh, ordained pastors do not believe in a literal hell. Oh no! Yeah, so wow. there we go. That that, that you, Wanda mentioned it. It's it, it's a time for the pastors to stand up, and uh, when you don't believe that there's a literal hell, how are you going to believe that there's a demon inside somebody? That's right. Yeah, I mean these are some of the core foundations that we need to get back to. That I think we've gotten off track because we've, you know, let the the grace message and you know we're trying to get along with everybody so much that we've forgotten just some of the foundations of faith, heaven and hell. We were just talking about in our elder team yesterday that Bobby's going to be uh, doing a message on, on hell. Uh, so it's interesting that you say that because uh, it is very real. Yeah, it is real. Pastor Todd and I have had the pleasure of traveling all over the country the last what year and a half. And we, we, see, we see demons coming out of people on the beach while we're baptizing and praying. It's, 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 it's real stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're coming from, and and you know the thing is, like you mentioned, uh, some of the mega churches, and I know there's some good mega churches. They're not everyone is bad, but you know some of them. What happens is that somebody gets saved, they raise their hand, and then that's it. They never go through deliverance, so they kind of stay at this like level one, barely you know drinking milk for 20 years, you know, and no one's mentoring, discipling them. They're not understanding about deliverance. You know, I thank God there was people in my life that you know confronted the sin told me about deliverance. Thank God. And, and the Lord allowed me to get some generational curses, you know, broken things over my life. I can't even imagine if that didn't happen. And this was, you know, three years in, four years in, six years in, you know, it's still, the Lord's always peeling away layers. You know, I, I think that happens until the day that we die. Um, you know, so Donna, what, what do you think about that? If somebody's been sitting in a church for like 10 years and they've never even thought about this concept, you know? That absolutely. To get along with the Holy Spirit, uh, I just feel like the, the Holy Spirit is our guide and the Holy Spirit will lead people that they will know that there's something that I need to do. I need to get some, have some business done with this and get an appointment with a deliverance minister. There are many that are out there are deliverance ministries and get real with God and just, you know, takes humility. That's the step that a lot of people don't want to take that step of humility just say, you know, I, I need some help here. I've got some struggles. I'm struggling with fear. I'm struggling with some thoughts I shouldn't have. Uh, a lot of people struggle with lustful thoughts, perverse thoughts, different things. And to go through deliverance and be completely set free and not have that hanging over them anymore. People need to know there is help. There is help. It's not, not to be hopeless. And I do agree that I think that if the pastors would begin teaching about it, experiencing it themselves, like Wanda said, experiencing it themselves, and then teaching on it, training people. Uh, we are, that's a big part of what we're doing with the deliverance ministry is that people are coming from all over the United States and they're coming in. We, we offer to train them as well so that when they go back to their church or to their community, they can bring deliverance there with them and get it going there. We're even gonna start, get a manual going and give out manuals to people. Uh, you know, we just 
feel like it's the hour to equip the body. Um, Back in 2019, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he told me, he said, a great war is coming to your land. He said, a war like you have never seen before. And I had a hard time even imagining it because I thought the civil war was the worst war. He said, it will be brother fighting against brother. And so then he said to me, daughter, mobilize the troops. And then he said it again, mobilize the troops, daughter. So we began a prayer meeting. We began praying for the nation. We had it in our home and it got so big. We had to rent a church. So now we're at the church on the rock and we have a big prayer meeting every Friday night and of service. And, but then what evolved from that is this deliverance ministry. And that to me is the Lord saying, mobilize the troops, mobilize the troops. The great harvest is coming in get my people trained and equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit, teach them, train them, equip them to bring deliverance to my children, to bring healing to my people. The masses are gonna come in. They're gonna need deliverance, people. We can't be delivering people if we need deliverance ourselves. So I feel like what we're at right now is God is cleaning up the body of Christ, getting us equipped, getting us ready because the the glory of God is going to be poured out. There is going to be a massive move of God. Multitudes are going to come into the church and they're going to need help. And I I feel like this is what God is doing. He's mobilizing the army of God, getting us up and moving, teaching us, training us, getting us equipped to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit with power, with authority, so that we can be useful when these people come in and they're going to need help. Amen. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's spot on, spot on. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That, that is what's happening. Uh, Wanda, with you, you know, you have a heart for the body and, you know, as you hear about some of these things that we're talking about, what, where are we at right now? I mean, are we, are we even close to getting to where the Lord wants us to be? I mean, what, what are you seeing like right now as, as we speak? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, God's giving a lot of grace because this, this is a long-term transformation process we're in. And you know, one of the thought about deliverance, because we're really trying to shore up our deliverance ministry in our church. And one of the things our, our ministry workers are realizing is we have to start teaching uh, teenagers about deliverance. And, you know, we, we wait until they need deliverance. If we're teaching and discipling our young, like we should, of what is a healthy, happy, holy person look like, we shouldn't even need some of the deliverance that, that we're right. needing right now. And so, you know, that's, kind of the long-term uh, process. But in terms of, uh, you know, where we're at, again, as I see the church, um, we're, we're trying to get ready. Uh, you know, I was in, in preparation for this program, the Lord reminded me of several dreams that he's given me in the last couple of years, specifically for pastors. And one in, uh, that came in August of 2019, this was actually before COVID, right before COVID came out. And my husband, he had a dream. And basically, angels came in the midst of he and a group of pastors in our community. They had come together. The dream actually started out with a clergy member in a hospital bending over a corpse. And then the next scene was was Bobby with all these pastors because he leads pastors in our community. Angels dropped out of the rafters, you know, with these huge chairs. And the lead angel basically came to Bobby. And he said, pointing to the pastors, they don't know the battle that's coming. They're not ready. Wow. 
And then he saw the angels trying to interact with the pastors, trying to form groups, you know, some kind of connection. And so Bobby was watching this. And at the very end, he asked this angel again, is there anything else that you want to say to us? And basically the angel said, people are too consumed about their natural health. They need to be a lot more concerned about their spiritual health. Now, again, this was right before COVID came out. So when he first had that dream, we didn't have the context. You know, fast forward then a couple of months, it made total sense mm-hmm. because fear gripped the church. And then all of a sudden, everything we've been teaching for how many years about, you know, healing and the gifts of the spirit, they all of a sudden left. They didn't work, I guess. And so it was really, uh, you know, an admonition to the church. You've got some homework. And so that's what we're in the process you know, of trying to get that reality check. It, it is our health spiritually. And it, we got to get radical. I actually just posted a word today. The Lord took me back to scripture, um, looking at who Jesus was. You know, we have put Jesus in this night, neat, tidy box. We love his compassion. We love his acts of mercy. But we don't realize the revolutionary that he was. Everything that he did and said was calculated and it was very uh, precise at trying to expose all of the religious and political spirits of the day, trying to get the attention of those who were ready to hear of this transforming message of another kingdom. Yeah. And this is where we're at, you know, is that, you know, those who are on the front lines, we're, we're realizing this, this is revolutionary. This is mind bending of what is happening. Who can listen? Who's ready to receive the message? Because we have an opportunity to change history if we're going to embrace even Jesus, you know, as that revolutionary. So in terms of what I see, this is the challenge is, you know, even the pastors, the prophets, the leaders, the intercessors, the coming together and at least acknowledging this is where we're at. Now, what are we going to do about it? Because we can't act as if, you know, life's just going to go back to normal. You know, there, there's no normal anymore. No. You know, we're, we're created supernaturally anyway. We're not of this world. We're supposed to be of the higher right. kingdom. So, yes. you know, we've got a lot of work, but I feel like God is raising up, you know, some key voices to champion that. Um, and I think that, you know, if we can just keep that righteous zeal, but also the heart of mercy and compassion, to me, that combination of mercy and truth, that's going to be needed you know, to, to press forward uh, so that we can really demonstrate, because Jesus showed us how to do it, if we really go back, you know, through that lens. So yeah. that's just a little bit of what I see. Yeah. Pastor Dave? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier the religious spirit, you know, this, the deliverance. I, I always scratch my head, as, as Donna said earlier, Jesus did these things, and who is attacking these people for, for deliverance? I mean, it's in the Bible, Crazy. and it's yep. the religious spirit. Those are the ones that are doing it. And God is dealing with them. Actually, I just taught on this recently. And if you listen to Jesus's commission to his disciples, everyone that he said, it was cast out devils. This was Christianity 101. That's right. Very, very first thing he said, go out, what, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers. Uh, That was supposed to be where we're starting. And yet we've kind of made this into some kind of graduate course that only a select few (laughs) can even do. So, you know, we've got the upside down kingdom here happening. Goodness. Yes, we do. Pastor Dave. Yeah, why don't, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come and pick this up on the other side. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. 
Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get your very own MySlippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever. Only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own MySlippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. And welcome back to Lions and Generals. Boy, we're having a good time in deliverance with Lions and Generals today. Pastor Todd, your thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. I, I think uh, he's sending this to me because I'm going to ask a question, but it's a good question, but it's just something I want to talk about. So we're talking about the religious spirit. And, you know, I've been up against this. Pastor Day's been up against this. We're seeing it very pervasive in this hour. And uh, I call them heresy hunters, you know, but people just, it's like online, they scour to find anything that they can like possibly accuse you of. And we know Satan's the accuser of the brother. Now I'm not saying that there aren't people that are, you know, teaching heretical things, but I think there's people that just are obsessed with this as a religious spirit. And so I wanted to ask your thoughts on this, Donna, and want to, you know, the religious spirit, you know, one of the things you mentioned earlier, one of you mentioned this about the great commission. And, you know, when I look at the great commission, I know, you know, I've looked in the Greek, I've looked in the Hebrew, I've studied this, this particular scripture in every different way for years, probably 20-something years and more. And it doesn't say just men go out and, and, and do the Great Commission. It, it's not gender-specific, in other words. Um, you know, why are religious people so, you know, adamant about that sometimes? I'll give that to you. I mean, have you had that, that issue? Well, uh, yeah, I'll address that, okay? Okay. Um, you know what? I'm so encountering the glory and the power of God that when somebody sees what's real, it causes that religious spirit to just completely shrink away. Yes. And this is, uh, you know, early on in the ministry, yes, but not now. I'm just telling you, I'm seeing freedom. I'm seeing yes. acceptance. Uh, I have great hope for the body of Christ in this hour. I feel like uh, right now we're in a, a forerunner position. Uh, we're kind of leading the charge. Uh, the glory of God is so tangibly present, so powerful, moving in deliverance, like I was saying, but also a tremendous freedom. This is what the Lord has led us. We were uh, doing services. We had Sunday service out in Salt Springs, but also Sunday night here doing the prayer meeting. And it, and it got so big that the Lord said, I want you to go to a church. Well, I didn't want to go to a church building because, you know, the, in the church, the Holy Spirit's not going to be able to move. I had that mindset that I want the glory. The glory's in our home, and I don't want to leave our home and not have the glory there. So this particular night, there was maybe about 20, 25 of us or more in the house, and the glory fell really strong. Everyone was so much in the glory. They were just completely undone. And, the, and I felt myself, the pillar of fire, 
rest over me, that it went straight through the roof. I literally felt the pillar of fire on me. And the next day, the Lord said to me, the pillar of fire wasn't stationary. The pillar of fire moved. And he showed me, when I send you to go to a church, the pillar of fire will go with you. So we did. We made an appointment with a local pastor at a nice-sized church, asked him if we could rent the facility. He had it was more than open to it, allowed us to rent the facility on Friday night. From the first night, the glory of God fell in that building. The glory came with us. And what the Holy Spirit has been showing me is, is to let people have the freedom to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to be free. Our job as ministers, as pastors, is to equip the saints for their works, for works of mercy. So we need to step out of the way, instruct them, teach them, mentor them, train them, but release them to use their gifts. So this is what we do on a Friday night. I don't care if somebody's this is their first time there and they come into the service and they've got a prayer. We give them the microphone. They pray. They have a prophetic word. They prophesy. Someone has a word of knowledge. They give the word of knowledge. Somebody has a, a word in tongues. They give it and someone else interprets it. There is such freedom in the church. And I know this is what I'm seeing is a pattern that God is doing this with us and saying this is what is going to happen in my church. This is how I made my church to be, and this is going to happen. One night, oh, a few weeks ago, during the service, during worship, I see birds flying in the spirit all over the sanctuary. No people, just birds. And I'm like, why am I seeing these birds, this vision of birds, and they're having a party flying around? And the Lord showed me, he said, this is what I love my birds because they have freedom. My birds have freedom. And he said, I love this place because my children are being allowed to have freedom, to use their gifts, to be, to flow with the Holy Spirit, not to be destructive, to be disruptive, to, but to be in order and decency and order, but to let the Holy Spirit move them. And so I was really excited. I, I gave that word to the church that the Lord was pleased because of the freedom. And I saw the birds and a man during worship came to me afterwards and said, during worship, I heard birds chirping in the spirit. I heard birds. And this is, uh, it's, to me, it's a picture of what God is, wants the church to be like. He wants his people free. And what's the thing that really holds us back the most is as Wanda was saying, the religious spirit. He said, I am using, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, I am using people like you to cut the chain of the religious spirit. Now picture a bird and it's chained, it's tethered, it can't fly or it can only fly so far. He said, in this hour, what I'm doing is I'm using people like you to cut those chains, cut those tethers so that my people are free to use their gifts to flow in the spirit. So if somebody has a gift of healing, they can pray for someone. Uh, I'm going to give an example. Oh, back months ago, I had gotten COVID. So I wasn't at the service that night and somebody else subbed in for me. And it was a powerful service. A woman was there and she said she was so disappointed I wasn't there because she wanted me to pray for her husband because he was scheduled for surgery for his shoulder and that she wanted him healed. And so 
she was still the, she's sitting there. She said, she sent me an email. She said, she was sitting there in the service. She was so upset. And the Holy Spirit said, you don't need Donna. You need me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, <laughs> so she, she repented. So, okay, God, she said, she went on to say oh, how the glory was wonderful. At the very end of the service, a young man was leaving the service with this little boy. And they, they had been to Mario Murillo's service in, I think it was in California. And he had had something wrong with his shoulder and God healed him. And the little boy said to his father, daddy, see that man over there? He has something wrong with his shoulder, just like you do. You need to pray for him so Jesus can heal him of his shoulder. So he went over to him because there's freedom. He wasn't on the prayer team. It was one of the first times he came to the church. I've told people, if you feel led to pray for someone, you pray for them. You've got the gift of healing, use it. So he went over and he prayed for the gentleman. The the woman said on the way home in the car, her husband's like, my shoulder's on fire. I don't know what's wrong. And she said, she was thinking, maybe God's healing him. And what, sure enough, when he got home, he was completely healed. They were able to cancel the surgery. And this was a visitor in the church prayed for someone. God wants us to release his people to use their gifts and not let the religious spirit say, you're a woman, you shouldn't, you're too old, you're too young, uh, you haven't been to this school or this or that. No, you have the Holy Spirit on you. Let the Holy Spirit minister through you so my people can get healed, so my people can get delivered and my people can get set free. We even have children that are ministering in the church. We have a, 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 a little girl She's on the prayer team. One night, now she said to me, can I be on the prayer team? And I had seen her praying so fervently and and just so much in love with the Lord, about 11 years old. And I said, sure. So she comes forward. We have the basket of all the prayer intentions. And we have all all the different members of of our prayer team come forward and they pray over the basket and give words of knowledge and whatnot and prophecy for different people and people getting healed in the congregation as they're doing this. So this little girl says, there's somebody here with breast cancer. And I said, is God healing them? She said, yes. And there was a woman there that had traveled far, come to the service. She said, afterwards, she told me she had a lump in her breast, the size of a walnut. And she checked herself and went to the bathroom twice to make sure it was completely gone completely dissolved and this is god using a little 11 year old girl yes yes. you see god it's the holy spirit we've got to get rid of those religious mindsets we've got and let god be god let him do what he wants to do and use who he wants to use so that his people can get healed and set free Amen to that. You know, in Acts chapter 217, it says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. That pretty much covers everybody, right? Uh, what, what do you say, Wanda? I mean, is the spirit of God ready to move on the earth? Is, is the Lord moving in miracle signs and wonders in this hour? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, we can't compare it with anything that we've seen. I really believe that this next outpouring is going to be to a whole different level. And for that reason, I think, uh, and I've, I've said this, I've prophesied this for a couple of years, that if we don't get rid of our religious mindsets, we're going to see some of these miracles and we're actually going to call them demonic. 
because we, we still are so deceived and we don't understand the supernatural realm. It's a different realm. We're not accustomed to it. And even the, you know, those are Pentecostal charismatic. We've gotten kind of comfortable with the way the gifts work, you know, how they kind of flow and what we can expect to see. I think that God's going to change some things up yep. just to, you know, keep us on the alert, to keep us aware but the other thing that I feel like when you first started out that came to mind in terms of what I'm seeing, I feel like we do need to pray into, and that is just a level of suspicion and mistrust that has really been stirred up in this hour. You know, we're in our quest to see truth, you know, and we want to expose the wrongdoers. I'm, this has crept in. I'm seeing this on my different platforms wow. where now everyone is suspect. Wow. And we have totally lost the anchor of even discernment. You know, one of the gifts of, of the spirit is discerning of spirits. Yep. We focus on the fun ones, healing, prophecy, miracles. But what about some of these other expressions of Holy Spirit, even wisdom that we can even rightly see that's Holy Spirit, that's flesh. No, that's not Holy Spirit. And, and so that we can even come together. And so I feel like the Lord wants to give us an upgrade and you know, I'm even trying to position myself, God, I'm not going to put you in a box, but I do want to rightly discern your spirit, which really you can only have when you spend time with him. You've got to know the real thing. And, and I see just, I'm, I'm seeing the beginning of the harvest come in because I, I, I get messages, I get emails yep. from people who are just coming back to the Lord. They've never heard this stuff. They're wanting help. Like, how do I know? How do I know what's real? Because as we know, there are counterfeit signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is something we've got to shore up to even recognize, you know, can we know and discern by the spirit, the source of things? Yes, we can. But I don't think we've even been looking at that because we've been so mesmerized with the manifestations rather than, and some of this even goes back to the character, you know, of individuals that, that we can really see someone who is walking a righteous life. You know, and we can see that person is really walking in holiness and purity before the Lord. The enemy has done a good job of trying to, you know, make that look, make that look religious, you know, and rules rather than there is a joy in being holy before the Lord. There's a joy in having a clear conscience before the Lord. That's where authority comes from. You know, when we're walking in a righteous life uh, and walking in obedience to the Lord, that's where that authority is. So. You know, even as, as we are praying for the outpouring of the Spirit, I feel like we who have probably been in it for a while, maybe it, it behooves us to ask, okay, Lord, take me deeper, take me higher, to be prepared for the fullness of your Spirit that we haven't even seen yet, and that we can steward it in a way that's, that's really going to be honoring to the Lord, and that's going to help the new ones come along. Because um, I just think we are in for a roller coaster ride uh, uh, in the days ahead. We are going to be surprised, all of us, by yes. what God does. Uh, every one of us, I guarantee you, we're going to say, I never saw that coming. Yep. Yep. You know, it's going to be good. <laughs> Pastor Dave. Yep, that's what he keeps telling me. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Expect the unexpected because he's going to do something so glorious that nobody will be able to get credit for it, and only he's going to get credit for it. Amen. And we'll know it's from him. There's people that probably would be escorted out of church, you know, in a lot of the churches today, 
that really need Jesus that, that we should be, you know, taking up to the altar, laying hands on, praying for instead security with something in their ears, literally <laughs> kicking them out, you know, something's <laughs> not right, you know, so uh, we, we got it. We, we got to understand the mindset. Like it's, it's, it's orderly, but yet it's, it's messy, but it's orderly. You, you know, if that makes sense, it's, it's, it's messy, but in an orderly, godly fashion, you know, um, yeah. I remember, you know, Pastor Mario came to my church, Mario Murillo, when I was in California pastoring, and this was years ago, you know, he's a good friend of mine, you know, mentor in my life. And one of the things that he said uh, at that time, and I just remember this is like 2010, I said, oh, we want revival. You know, we had just been hanging out with Lou and everything, you know, we want revival, you know. And he said, you're not ready for revival, son. He said, you're not. and I was like, oh, man, you know, and, and that, that just haunted me for like weeks. I'm like, what are, you know, I finally talked to him. But, you know, what he was saying is exactly right is, is that at that time, you know, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. The church, there's so much that's happened from then to now. We can't go back to the ways, you know, people are saying, let's go back to normal. We're not going to go back to normal, you know, but we got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. But the Lord is moving and he's shifting and he's separating the wheat from the chaff and he's preparing his bride and he's coming back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And so I'm excited. I think this is the best time for the church. I mean, the harvest is plentiful everywhere we go, Pastor Gabe. How many hundreds of people, right, are lining up for deliverance? I mean, so many people are hungry. And, and, and one of you, I think, was saying earlier, I think it was Donna, but, you know, about people are just looking for authenticity and truth and realness and come on, right? So what, what do you say about that, Don, before we let you guys go? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, I am excited because yes. uh, we're like on the threshold of this yes. wonderful move of God. And uh, I just feel like we're getting a, a foretaste of it. And, and, and what I'm seeing is every Friday night, the glory. I mean, some Friday nights, we do not get home till two o'clock in the morning. And we start at six o'clock. Nobody wants to leave. The glory is so strong yeah. and, and the Holy Spirit's moving. But what also is happening too, the last few weeks, there have been people as the glory, the anointing is so intense and intensifies, is that people that have demon spirits on them stop manifesting. And so now we've got our deliverance team that are already trained that are doing deliverance through the week. And I put them on notice. I'm like, if you see somebody who starts manifesting like that, calmly, quietly, bring them out, bring them to one of the rooms, the side rooms and lead them through deliverance so that, you know, it, it doesn't disrupt everyone else, but also so they get set free. So, you know, we, we've got to be led by the Holy spirit uh, to let the Holy Spirit move and not be like, you know, get that person out of here. <laughs> you know, what, what are they yelling about? No, get them the help, get them the deliverance they need. So we've done that. This has happened in the last few weeks. We, we brought people into the deliverance room. People have led them through deliverance and they've come back in the inn and they're free and they're, they're happy. It's just the move of the Holy Spirit. Like you said, it might not be so pretty, it might, <laughs> it might be a little bit messy, but we got to let the Holy Spirit move because what does he want to do? He wants to set the captives free. He wants to bless the children. He wants to heal the sick. He wants us to be used by the Holy Spirit to worship the Father and worship Jesus in spirit and truth and have the freedom to do that and let God use us as he wants to use us. I, I just, I'm excited. 
because I'm experiencing some wonderful things. <laughs> You're in the, in the stream of living water. You've stepped in. It's flowing. And, you know, that's amazing. I mean, you know, Wanda, uh, what, what would you say about that before we let you guys go? And just your thoughts on some of what, what Donna was just talking about. I tell you what I hear the Holy Spirit saying is do not lean on your own understanding. Yes. You know, if we're going to really allow the Holy Spirit to take full control, we've got to surrender our need to understand. I mean, in our quest even to do the right thing and to not be misled, if we're not careful. We lean on our own understanding. The ways of God sometimes cannot be understood. The things of the Spirit, that's why we have the gift of tongues in this heavenly language, because there's some things you can't even express. We, we have no comprehension of the things of the Spirit. So I feel like if we're going to pave the way, then don't lean on our understanding. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And this stay anchored in him. You know, that's my greatest admonition, uh, you know, on all my channels, stay anchored in him in that worship uh, and the word, you know, that you know the real thing and that you are one with the spirit yourself and stay in that spirit because we really are trans transferring from things of the flesh to things of the natural to really walking in levels of the spirit uh, that we've never seen before. So, you know, surrender your thoughts and, and what you think Yep, you, you think might be happening or is going to happen, I guarantee it'll be 10 times better. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Dave? It's coming. And uh, I think Donna said it. It's humility. We have to be humble. It's not us. Uh, God just uses us as vessels of servants for his purpose and his glory. And I think that's where the religious spirit gets a little their nose out of joint is because you think you have to earn it some way. No, we're just, we're just vessels and it's his glory. Amen. Totally agree. That's good stuff. What a powerful conversation. Timely. You know, I think the, the Lord already knew what we were going to talk about today yep. because <laughs> this, this needs to be spoken about. And, and just, you know, if you're watching and, and you felt that religious spirit, you know, Jesus dealt with the Pharisees in his hour. So there's nothing new under the sun, although we're dealing with a lot of this. You know, we, we have to, the, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So when we step into the river of living water and we, you know, allow the Lord to, to renew our mind, he does that in such a beautiful way. He gives us a peace that, you know, passes understanding, joy unspeakable, gives us the Holy Spirit, which is the wonderful counselor. And no matter what we're going through, it's enough. Jesus is enough, you know? So that's what's so amazing. What powerful women of God. Man, man Pastor Dave, I can see why you love these two. They're yeah, amazing. The, 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 his glory family loves both of them. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And we are, as they both said, we are in that spirit and we're in that revival. I have, as you know, I, I have contacts that are generals in, in Israel. I've never heard them ask so many questions about Messiah ever. And I'm hearing this from the Muslim community too. They're, they're asking more questions. Two imams uh, have given their life to Christ that we know mm. of. So God is moving in an uh, amazing way that we didn't think would happen years ago. It's, it's happening right before our very eyes. And he's just yeah. warming up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's truly the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive, and we get to be a part of that. Can we pinch ourselves? Come on, <laughs> amazing. Well, Aid us for a time is this. Yep, yep. So, well, thank uh, you, ladies. I'm just, yeah, I was just going to share one thing. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to me last night. He said, "Do you really believe that I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh?" Do you really believe my word or I promise I'm going to do that? Do you believe it? 
I'm like, yeah. He said, all flesh, I'm going to pour my spirit out. We, and what he's saying is this, let your level of faith rise up because this is what I'm going to do. I said it and I'm going to do it. All mm-hmm. flesh, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. He said, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. And then I woke up this morning and he said, the masses will run to me because he's mm-hmm. pouring his spirit out on mm-hmm. all flesh. Amen. Amen. Well, that's that's powerful. Well, ladies, thank you so much. This is uh, the end of this episode of Lions and Generals. God bless you all, and go in his shalom. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. We just want to honor you and thank you from the bottom of our heart. You know, obviously the grace of God and his favor is on this ministry, but also your listener support is what gets us through. We are seeing win after win. I'm telling you, amazing things are happening. Uh, We are not losing this battle. We're taking back the territory for the kingdom of God. And that's why he's raising up a remnant. And this remnant is taking back this nation. And so we're doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit, by spreading truth and informing people, waking people up, getting people saved, set free, healed, delivered. But it's your listener support that allows us to do these things. And so I just want to thank you. Uh, if you have a heart to give today, you can go to toddcoconato.com slash give, toddcoconato.com slash give and help fund our efforts. We are actionable and we are not going to back down. We're not going to grow weary in doing good. We know that the Lord is with us even until the end of the age. And so we will continue to do what we do. And we just thank you again for your heart to support these efforts. May God bless you and thank you for being the remnant.